Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy, and you are listening to the podcast that covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and, of course, Star Wars. That's right. This is The Decast. This week, myself, Sean, and Chris bring you so much new Disney. We have some new segments going on here, including this week in Disney history, Andy's Toy Chest, the lesser-known and surviving Disneyland with Sean. That and much more on this week's episode of The One, The Only, That's Right, The Decast. What is up, guys? We are back for our second episode here. A little bit better setup. We're still recording on one mic, which is a little awkward. But, sure. yeah, we, we're going to make this work. It's going it's, it's to be great. How are you guys doing? Sean, how are you doing? Good. Good, Andy. How are you? How was your week? My week is good. I am off to a great start. I'm, I'm uh, keeping my New Year's resolution this year. That's good. That's good. Come I on. lost uh, 18 pounds. I'm very excited. That's awesome. I lost, lost like five. So Like, <laughs> the, the, this shirt... I haven't been able to wear for a while. And it's like my Black Panther shirt. I'm like, I can wear this now. There's all these like Disney shirts I haven't been able to wear for a while. I'm like, I can wear these. Like, right on, man. That's awesome. Very Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. And Chris, how you doing? I'm doing well. I uh, had a birthday two days ago. Happy, Happy birthday! birthday! This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. Thank you. That's, You're welcome. It's just long enough. It's been a good week. Really good. Really excited about uh, episode two. Episode two, season three. It's really should be like season seven, but yeah. it's our empire. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's our... <laughs> yeah, we only got three episodes, and then we take a long break, and <laughs> it's been eight years. And we'll see what happens. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you so much for taking time. Listen, I have been completely blown away by the download numbers. We haven't had a podcast uh, upload since September twenty third. I mean, we've been gone so long. I let the day. Oh, really? Look at that. So, so there we go. So we have birthday to birthday here. Sorry. <laughs> so we haven't had an episode go up since September 23rd when uh, it was myself and Skylar. And we let the, kind of let the show die. The show was going to die. In fact, the decast.com, I let it expire. And then someone bought it up and they want $2,000 for it, which I'm not going to pay. And just so you guys know, we'll have a new domain. Domain. New domain. What am I? A new domain. Next week, announced for you guys. We'll do kind of do a soft opening this week. I get paid tomorrow, so that's what I'll buy it. And uh, we'll have like a, that will basically be like a hub for all of our links and everything, including um, the GoFundMe page we have. We raised fifteen dollars, but we need new gear. And uh, wh- why do we need new gear, Chris? Why do we need, why do we need gear? Why do you always need gear? We have to upgrade. Yeah, we have. So right now we got this one microphone, which is, what we're doing is great for a remote podcast where we're Skyping people in and it just goes right to the computer, but it's uh, it doesn't work for three people and doesn't have the sound quality that we're used to and we want to up things. So we need a small board, microphones, a fourth microphone for another host or guest who may come in and all the recording equipment, things that the latch on to the, the tables here. So we get, And we've actually found it pretty cheaply. We're trying to raise $900 to get all the equipment to make this show top-notch, top-of-the-line. We have the top-of-the-line recording equipment here, um, as far as recording software here. Need the equipment. So, uh, Sean, where can people go to, uh, to go, uh, yeah, do that? They can go on to GoFundMe, and uh-huh. I believe they search for the Decast. Mm-hmm. And they can also find the links on our uh, Instagram page and yes. also our Twitter. Yes, so the links are there. And we're, we're not saying you need to give. We're just saying if you have some extra money, we're trying to raise that $100 for this gear. If you have extra money, some of you have given already, 
we would appreciate it so much. Uh, to be able to make this this show top notch, top of line. We, this show has been through so many ideations, up and down, and uh, we're kind of really just pressing forward, making this just a love letter to Disney, as Chris likes to say all the time. So, Absolutely. if you can give, links are going to be in whatever you're listening to this, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Um, links for that are going to be in those. Also, go to any of our social medias. It's just basically you know Facebook.com/slash the Dcast. Twitter.com slash the DCast. Instagram's a little funky. Uh, Instagram.com slash the D underscore cast. The links will be there. Check it out. And uh, if you can give, we'd appreciate it. We'd like to get this stuff as quickly as possible. We're working some other angles to try to get this gear, but this will make the show like that much better. Because I know, like right now, you're listening. Like, why is it a little echoey in here? Um, this will get us the headphones we need, all the monitors we need, everything. So go check it out. Also, guys, who do we love? Everyone. everyone. We love everyone. Everyone. I, I just want to make one thing clear. Like, I, I've been a part of the Disney online community for a while, and sometimes there's competition. Sometimes there's, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people just, you know, take offense to things. Like, you know, oh, they did this, they did that. Well, I, I want to make it so clear. We appreciate everyone in the Disney community. And um, if ever, sometimes I know a lot of people in the Disney community, I might make jokes. And last week I made a joke about a friend of ours. And I, some people said, oh, he's making fun of him and he's, he's throwing shade. I wasn't throwing shade. It was a joke. And I'm sorry. So, guys, we love you all, whether you're a podcaster, a YouTuber, an influencer, an Instagrammer. Oh, I, I, I mean, gosh, I've, I've met so many of you. So many of you are my friends. And I appreciate what you do. We use your content on this show for research. So just know um, – I, I like to joke. I like to poke fun sometimes, and uh, sometimes I don't realize when I cross the line. So I do apologize if I offended anyone. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, okay, let's move past that. Anyway, so just guys, we got so much going on here. First, what's on tap? We're doing this new segment called "This Week in Disney History." Chris, what do we have? This week in Disney history, January thirtieth. We're going to start in 1948. Walt Disney himself writes a personal letter to Gene Hershey, president of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, suggesting that James Basket be awarded a special Academy Award for his work as Uncle Remus. This is a request that many others reciprocate, leading to his win, making him the first African-American male actor to ever win an Oscar. Very nice. Wow. Which Very is amazing. Nice. Also, happy birthday to Phil Collins, 1955. I saw that, Phil Collins. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then, most importantly for all of us... This is big because it has ramifications for today. Yes, 1986. Steve Jobs himself buys the computer graphics division of George Lucas's Industrial Light and Magic, a motion picture visual effects company, for one hundred, or I'm sorry, for ten million dollars. That's, that's a bargain. That is a yes. bargain. And he incorporates it as Pixar. Hmm. I first established their use of computer-generated imagery when they hired Ed Catmull from NYIT in 1979. John Lasseter worked for ILM in the early 1980s as a computer animator. Yes. And that is what happened today, this week, in history. So the, the impact is, is kind of it's kind of amazing. It's a full circle thing going here with the with the Pixar thing. So Steve Jobs buys the computer animation divisions from Industrial Light and Magic, which is Lucasfilm. Then Steve Jobs has them. They become Pixar. They end up producing Toy Story and everything we love. They partner with Disney, and then Disney eventually ends up buying them outright, and then Disney ends up buying Lucasfilm outright. And so, you know, 
it, it, Disney buys everything, and I, I'm kind of okay with it. Like to a certain extent, to a certain extent. Um, like with the Fox merger, like the, the Murdoch was gonna sell anyway. So it's like, who else would you want to sell this company to get get like the X Men into the Marvel universe? Absolutely. And also, I think back to the episode of The Simpsons. Anybody remember to see that? There's an episode of The yes. Simpsons where they're like in Hollywood, and it says Fox Studios. Like it's in the future. It's uh, a division of the Walt Disney, Disney, Disney Company. Company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's I, I, it's funny. So, yeah, the ramifications for that is is huge. What was set forth, you know, put into motion by Someone Steve Jobs. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> so they bought themselves from themselves for themselves, and later on purchased themselves from them to give it back to themselves, and then ended up buying themselves from themselves again. And you know what's funny? You know what's funny <laughs> is the the original Star Wars comic books were put out. Um, it used to be, so it was Dark Horse for a while, but originally in the 70s, early 80s, it was Marvel that put out the original Star Wars comic books. So everything, it's all connected, man. It's all like big old you know, conspiracy, not really. But it's just cool, all these companies have always kind of had a relationship together, and they, they're one big company now. Anywho, this segment of the show, we like to call Andy's Toy Chest, where I just bring out some nice, fun stuff out of the toy chest. And this week, Super Bowl Sunday, I know you are so pumped, Chris, that L.A. <laughs> is playing the Super Bowl. You know, my Saint, my, 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 uh, yeah, my, uh, my New Orleans friend over here. So what are you, how are you feeling right now knowing that, see, I'm not a huge football fan anymore, but I am an L.A. fan. You guys see any pictures of me? I'm wearing an L.A. hat. How do you feel about the Rams? Um, in the Super Bowl, burst the Patriots. I mean, everyone, nobody wants to see the Patriots win unless you're from New England, right? I, I mean, you can beat a dead horse about what happened during that game, but simple fact of the matter is the Saints shot themselves in the foot. They had a chance to win it, they couldn't, and the Rams took advantage of it. And they have a terrific defense and a hot young quarterback who's getting his reads right, and they have a strong running game. And maybe this will end the dynasty, just as Patriots Rams started the dynasty. Oh, oh, you don't? You, oh, oh no, man, no. You never know. I'm not a Patriots fan, but uh, I'm an AFC fan, so you, you, gotta, oh. you, have, you have to respect Tom. So he's. Oh, I do. You have to admire that cockiness. That the dude just has so much swagger. And, yeah. And, yeah, my son is a huge Patriots fan. His name is Brady. When he was a little kid, we got him a Tom Brady jersey when he was like four. We didn't even know at that point. Now he's like the biggest Patriots fan. Was, it, was his first fo- football load deflated? Oh! <laughs> Sorry. But that, that leads us into this weekend is the Super Bowl. We have Go the fast. New England Patriots versus the Los Angeles Rams. This is only their third year back in L.A.? Or second yeah. year back in L.A.? Third year back in L.A.? They were in LA, they were in LA and they went to St. Louis for a while. They went up a few Super Bowls and then went back to LA. Um, we, Super Bowl commercial—that's the big thing everyone's watching for. And right now, we only have confirmation that Universal and Disney has time slots for trailers and for commercials. Usually, they do something just kind of big and, and crazy. Usually, a huge trailer drop and some unique commercials. What are you guys wanting to see from Disney as far as Super Bowl commercials and trailers go? Let's go, with Sean first. What do you want to see? I've read the article that you sent out to us, but I, I would still like to see something about Star Wars. Just some kind of little something to just get your appetite wet for what's going to come, you know, 12 months from now. But still, just something's, yeah, can't wait for that. And then also, obviously, Avengers, maybe a little more. But I've heard any of the trailers that they're putting out are really going to be basically the first 20 minutes of the movie to not to not, not show so much. Exactly. But I love a little bit more there just to, you know, give you a little taste of what's, what's to come. Yeah. I'd love to see a little more insight into Dumbo. 
Yes. And Lion King. I think I'd like to just, not much, you can give me 15, 30 seconds, just something other than what we got from the Dumbo trailer, just something just to see a little bit more of his vision of what this movie is going to be like. Just some, maybe fast snippets or something to just whet the appetite a little bit more. Hmm. What about the spork in Toy Story 4? Oh, the spork. Don't get me started on the spork. <laughs> I think the spork's really cool because it, it, it kind of ties in with the Pixar theory, and maybe, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe something cool. I don't know. But I, I'm excited, though, for a lot of, a lot of these trailers. I, I really am hoping for a Star Wars something to come about, be it something for Star Wars. I think it's unusual that they haven't put anything out yet. Um, but yeah, you have Captain Marvel, Dumbo, like you were talking about, Avengers Endgame, Aladdin, um, which rumors are saying that uh, there will be an Aladdin trailer sometime this week, whether or not that will be at the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl would make sense. Toy Story 4, of course, Artemis Fowl, which does anybody care about Artemis Fowl? They will after they see the Super Bowl commercial for it. Okay, so is the Super Bowl even relevant anymore, though? Yes. As far as a, a way to see this, yes. 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 Okay. Well, because you got the stuff that goes out online, it goes online very quickly, but then they have this special Super Bowl versions of commercials and trailers and things like that. Right. Uh, I, uh, Just give me a Kim Possible trailer. A Kim. <laughs> no. <laughs> Kim Possible. Which actually, there's other <clears throat> other news. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop this real quick. There's two things I want to talk about. First, Black Panther. I'm hoping to get a, some sort of promo for the fact that Black Panther is being re-released uh, February 1st through the 7th for Black History Month, and they won Best Ensemble Cast, Black Panther did, at the Screen Actors Guild Award this week. So stoked about that. Also, this week, um, Anne Hathaway is saying there's going to be a Princess Diaries 3. Yes. I saw that. Uh, I did a little, made a little graphic on Instagram. Um, and it's funny because I, I, you know, I go to film school and a lot of my fellow film students follow me and people were like, where did you hear? Oh my gosh, they're going to be Princess Diary. It's about time. Oh, I, I grew up with that watching that movie. And it's like, simmer down, simmer down. Like, and yeah, <laughs> I, 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 my daughters are the same way. They were totally excited. They grew up on those movies. and like, oh my God, can't wait, can't wait. I, I don't know where else you're going to go with the story. Um... Anne Hathaway is great. Uh, Julie Andrews is great. She, you know, she's Disney royalty. Um, I, that wasn't really that. I, I've seen them all. My daughters love them. I just, I never really was that into them. So, but that, 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 I, I can't. We can't have a Disney podcast this week without talking about that because it seems to be like <laughs> the biggest Disney news this week. That Princess <laughs> Diaries three might come back, and people are just freaking out about it. Um, it's going to be amazing. Uh, hopefully, um, uh, how old is how old is Julie Andrews now? Older than us. Yes. <laughs> apparently. Well, she was young when Mary Poppins. She was like 22, 23 when Mary Poppins came out. She was really young. So I, I always wonder, like, oh, my gosh, she must be so old. Like, well, she wasn't that old. You it's know. true. So Dick Van Dyke, on the other hand, my goodness, like, I don't think, is he ever, I don't think he's ever going to die. I don't. He's I, like 94, 95. Yeah. My gosh, that guy. Him and Keith Richards. Keith. <laughs> they're going to inherit the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of old Disney movies, we have a segment. Chris is leading up here called The Lesser Known. The Lesser Known. I was just simply thinking, going through movies with uh, some people, and I was checking to see if it was something released by Disney, and it made me think of everybody knows the cartoons and everybody knows the stuff that they grew up with, but 
Disney's released so many more movies that most people aren't even aware of. And that led me to something called The Lesser Known. And here is your first lesser known movie. In 1980, a film named Midnight Madness. I have never heard of Midnight Madness. Well, get ready. (laughs) Get ready now, guys. (laughs) It was directed and written uh, by Michael Nankin and David Weckler. Uh, Michael Nankin has since gone on to direct a lot of TV shows, Battlestar Galactica, CSI, Defiance, Van Helsing. Uh, Weckler now uh, produced the Penn & Teller BS show, and he wrote the Faculty movie. That's about what he's done. Um, The significance is this was the second PG-rated film released by Disney, The Black Hole being the first, without any mention of its involvement. This was done in hopes that teen audiences might be more inclined to go see it. Uh, There are a few shout-outs to Walt Disney. Um, It's referenced when the white team ends its search for a clue on the Mickey Mouse star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Hmm. The plot of the movie is simple, sort of. Leon Leon decides to plan something called the Great All-Nighter. So he gets these college students, pairs them up in teams of five, and sends them on a scavenger hunt throughout Los Angeles. And it's literally these groups of five finding clues, solving puzzles, all to get to the end of this great treasure that he has waiting for them. It's a big, big, big treasure hunt, which everyone loves. It stars David Naughton, who is famous for his character of David and American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deborah Klinger, Stephen First, who was also Kent Dorfman on Animal House, <coughs> or Flounder. Uh, and a then partially unknown 18-year-old... Michael J. Fox, who makes his theatrical debut as Scott. That guy didn't go anywhere. No, he didn't do much of anything. No, no. Uh, so it's fun. It's campy. It's very 1980. Uh, <laughs> but if you have some time to waste, I believe they did do a DVD release of it oh, uh, about 10 years ago. So you can find it somewhere. I owned it on VHS. <laughs> What's VHS? Well, that's what I had at the time. Oh, and uh, Midnight Madness, 1980 film, a lesser-known Disney commodity. Oh, I got, I got to look this up. Midnight <laughs> Madness. Let's, 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 come on, YouTube. Give me a trailer, YouTube. Oh, I'm sure you can find a trailer. Is, it, it's, on, it's on DVD, too? Uh, it was released on DVD oh, because goodness. it changed the format. They had a Midnight whole thing Madness. Disney. Oh, that's, come on, YouTube. Up. When I looked up, I did see that Eddie from Greece and Greece, too, isn't there it? Also, awesome. I mean, come on. Oh, Midnight star. Madness trailer. Here we go. Here's some, I, I don't know anything. Allow me to explain why I've gathered you all here. The five of you are invited. I don't. Okay, who are these five? We're accurately challenged to compete in my latest no, creation, no names the ultimate first. game, which I call the Great All Nighter. This kind of looks like Revenge of the Nerds. It has that feel to it. You will act as a team much longer until they and select your own players. crew to participate in the game. The hair, which will be played that, the in a bowing manner. Sunshine. Oh goodness. Yes. More importantly, prove to the other teams that 
Before Touchstone came about, when Touchstone was like the adult, not like adult, but the, the non-kitty division of Disney where they can make their PG-13 and R-rated films. This was before that. I, I actually legit want to check this out. Maybe we should do like a, we got a, a, a lot of viewing and we just live view it and just <laughs> rip on it the whole time. That'd be, that'd be fun. So, I'd watch it again. I'm sure. We I'm, might need your VHS tapes. So. Oh, goodness. Now, <laughs> there, it looks like there's a, a rip-off version on uh, on YouTube. I don't advocate that at all, So, but, but it's there. <laughs> If you want to check that out, um, wait. And, and is Pee Wee Herman in that? Yes, Pee Wee Herman's in yes. this. Paul Rubens has a has a bit part. Pee- I'm, I'm seeing just some screenshots here. I'm Pee Wee Herman. Okay, for that, I'm, I'm in. Pee Wee Herman, Michael Bay Fox. You cannot go wrong. Go check out Midnight Madness. Um, and each week we'll have some lesser known Disney film you didn't know about, and probably I didn't. And I'm a film. I'm a film student. I didn't know that movie even freaking existed. So how'd you find that? I, I was looking, I was thinking of movies and I just kind of went through a, a hole in the internet and, and wound up looking at lesser known Disney films and I was like, Bruce by Disney? Ahaha! I've got my first target. Wow. So that is The Lesser Known. If you have a suggestion for The Lesser Known, just hit us up on the various social media networks. There's a movie that we using we don't know about. Challenge us. We'll find out. That brings us to our next segment of the show, which is Surviving Disneyland with Sean Williams. How do we? How can we survive? Because I don't know. It's scary over there. A lot of people. Star Wars Land's coming. What do we do? I don't like lines. Well, if you've seen anything that's out lately, I mean, everything that they're doing is getting prepared for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um Widening the park, making things, making the, the aisles wider, taking out benches, taking out brick walls, everything. A yep. um, couple of things uh, to, to start with. If, if you're going to go to Disneyland for the first time, something I'd recommend is definitely you want to have the, the Disney app, the, the Disneyland app. Saves your day. Basically, you can look on there. It will give you wait times. It will tell you where the characters are. It will tell you. Still on my phone. Yep. I have mine from when we were there in August last time in it's, a, it's amazing. It can tell you where the characters are, what time the shows are, waiting, and you can look on at both parks. Um, two things I wanted to touch on tonight to help you have a better time at the park is uh, just recently they, they came up with the mobile ordering to where you can actually order from quite a few restaurants. You can the, order your Dole Whip, you, right? Yeah. Your Dole Whip. And you can walk up and say, I'm here to pick up my Dole Whip, and I'm just going to say, here you go. It's amazing. I've watched a lot of videos on people that were testing it, and mm-hmm. and now when we were there, we didn't we didn't wear annual pass rolls at the time, so we didn't do it. But uh, you definitely can walk up and see, you say, I want to go to the Bengal Barbecue, and you walk up, and your skewers are ready for you when you pull up. Um, I miss the Bengal Barbecue. It's so good. Um a couple, couple of the places in Disneyland itself, like I said, the Bengal Barbecue, Edelweiss Snacks, which I believe is over by the Matterhorn, um, the Galactic Grill, uh, Harbor, the Harbor Galley, uh, Jolly Holiday, uh, the Hungry Bear, which a lot of people like to order there, and then they'll go on a couple of rides and like, grab their food, uh, Red Rose Tavern. That's so good. If you ever get a chance to have the uh, 
the, the rose dessert there. So good. The gray stuff? Yes. Yeah, I've heard the gray it's stuff. It's delicious. <laughs> Believe me? Exactly. Oh! <laughs> and you guys thought we didn't know Disney. Right. And then over in Disney California Adventure, you have uh, Award Wieners, which is a hot dog. Yes. Which is absolutely amazing. Uh, Bayside Brews, Clarabelle's Ice Cream. You can order ice cream and go pick up your ice cream and have it ready nice. for you. Flo's V8, Ca- uh, V8 Cafe, which oh, I yeah. highly recommend. That's yes. a great place. Uh, I know you've talked about your celiac uh, disease and stuff like yes. that. Uh, we yeah. went there last time. We went through. We had a, a family that went with us. That two of their daughters had have that, and we were kind of worried where we we're going to go. And I will tell you, anywhere in that park is amazing when it yes. comes to how they help. I took the two girls with us, and their parents weren't with, weren't with us when we went to that place. And I was like freaking out that I didn't know they're going to order the wrong thing. But they had a chef come out talk to them. It was no, absolutely. What can you eat at the be? Flo's V8 Cafe that's, that's gluten-free. I'm curious. I don't remember, remember what they got. I know, like, the bun was different, so they can get a different oh, bun on it. Um, okay. they, the, the chef came over and talked to the two girls. Yes, said, what they, do you guys want? They do and that they told up, and I'm like, can you have that? Can you have that? And they, they knew what they could have, so uh-huh. I was just freaked out that, you know, but then, and then, yeah. I love Flo's. Quick story, and many of you guys have heard this if you've listened to the show. Uh, my wife and I were at Flo's V8 Cafe. We had our youngest daughter who just had her sixth birthday yesterday. Um, Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Izzy, yes. Uh, and we, we, she was our, just our foster child. We didn't know what was going to go on with her. It was a week placement, like a week long, that turned into a month, that turned into a few months. So we had this Disneyland trip planned. We're like, well, we're just going to take her with us. You know, she was like three months at the time. And then we were sitting in the Flo's V8 Cafe. We were kind of depressed. Like, we're having this great time with her. We don't know if we can keep her. And literally, the people from the California Adoption Agency called us up while we're sitting in Flo's V8 oh, Cafe wow. and said, hey, do you want to adopt her? And we said, oh, yeah, we do. Oh, and so that's like a special place in my heart. So I just had to mention that. That's I awesome. That's I awesome. Flo's. I have a funny Disney restaurant story as well. Okay. I was in the Germany part of uh, Epcot. Mm-hmm. And I was 16 years old. And I talk with my hands a lot because I'm Irish-Italian. And we were sitting at this big table with a lot of people. All our food had just been served. And they served drinks in these huge steins that are filled. So I'm telling a story to someone, and I'm unaware that the waitress is coming over my shoulder carrying trays full of giant drinks. And I swing my arms up in the air, and I knock them over (laughs) everything on the table. And instead of apologizing, I stand up and take a bow. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah, good. That was me. Aren't you glad they hired you? Yeah, <laughs> right? Well, one more thing I want to talk about this week um, is probably the most important tool, I, I think, and I just found this the last time I was there, was the Max Pass. The Max Pass. The Max Pass is absolutely amazing. Basically, if you're familiar with getting fast pass at Disneyland, you go walk around, you have to get a fast pass for everyone in your family with your tickets, put your tickets in the yep. machine. It's kind of pain. I remember any time we've ever gone before last year, we usually have a group of 15 or so. I'd have to take all 15 tickets, run to Radiator Springs and get, and get my tickets. Dun-dun. Dun-dun. This time, yep. fast pass, basically, at the time we were there, it was $10. It's now 15 since the price, since they just raised their prices yep. a couple yep. weeks ago. But um, basically, you can, you scan your ticket, you scan everyone else's that's with you and stick it into your Disneyland app and you just go on there and you put buy max pass. It's $15 a person. Well worth the money. Um, basically you can walk into the park and you're, you can push a button and get a fast pass for everyone in your group without having to run to anywhere. And most of the rides I have it available now. The nice thing about it is once you go to that ride and you use your phone and they can scan your, you, you scan, they scan your, 
take phone each time for each person in your group. And then the minute that's done, you're able to get a new fast pass. So if you go into California Adventure and you get a fast pass for Radiator Springs, mm-hmm. the minute they scan your thing, you're going on and you're getting. While you're waiting to get. While you're waiting to awesome. still get in, you can get another fast pass for uh, Credit Coaster or Toy Story Mania. It's Genius. absolutely amazing and. I recommend that to anyone that goes there have one person that's in charge of it because it makes it so much easier. Yeah. Another cool thing about that is is that say you're going you're planning on going on a ride and then when you go to that ride and the ride's broke down, they give you what's called a unlimited fast pass, which you can use anywhere, anytime. Nice. So at one time I think one of the Incredicoaster went down and we had fifteen basically fast passes for whatever we wanted to do. So we just went over and went on Guardians of the Galaxy because that's my favorite ride over there. So, so it's good. absolutely amazing. I definitely recommend that. It's Max oh, Pass. Yeah. Max Pass is the best. Max Pass is, is the way to go if you don't like lines. I, it's, it's kind of a catch-22 because I love, especially, like, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. The queues it's are hard so... To, it's yeah. hard enough. You want to enjoy, like, the, the collector's collection. I, go, I remember when I got in there, one time I went, got there early, I stood in line, and once we got moving, they moved us through the line so quickly. Right. Like, I want to be like, uh, 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 and like, I'm trying to take pictures, and they're all blurred and stuff, because I couldn't get, but it's like, you don't want to spend your whole time in like you're spending all of this money to go to Disneyland, which brings me to the last <laughs> point of today. Disneyland has raised their prices, that was a few weeks ago this was announced, again. I was looking on the, on the OC register, which is the Orange County newspaper, local newspaper. The, the amount of money they've raised their prices since the year 2001 has been astronomical. Uh, are they pricing people out of the park? I mean, gosh, look, what's what's the rates now? It's I I, I should probably look. I had the, I, I know, know that right. like a three day pass. I think I think a three day park hopper pass is like three hundred and fifty dollars now. That is crazy. It per is person per person. But yeah. you think about it. And then you have Max Pass on top of that per person right. per day. Me being a huge Disney fan, I'll pay whatever I have to pay yes. to go there. But you think about it. If you get if you go one more day and get a four-day park hopper pass, it's $380. It's not that much more for a four-day You divide that by four, it's like 90 bucks, which is normally $150 for, yep. for a one-day park hopper. So it's just smart the way they do it. They give you the one the one-day pass, which is absolutely $150, I think, yes. it is for a park hopper pass now at yeah. peak time. But then if you go there for a couple of days, it's still it's still cheaper than going to Universal Studios, I believe, if you're, oh, yeah. if you're, if you're there for more than one day. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're pricing people out, in my opinion. That's They're trying to control the crowds a little bit, but I don't think it's going to work. People are still going to come. They're going yeah. yeah. to flock to... My feeling is the people who are going to pay it at 100 will pay it at 125 yes. and 150 because there is no other place that gives you the total immersion and experience and now that they've added things like Star Wars and everything to it, they now have a wider range of audience to reach um, where they've kind of taken the market and said, OK, now it's all here. Yep. yep. Come we're here. Gonna, we're going to do what we want. It's all we'll pay it. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It, it is a crowd control issue. And we, I remember the first episode of the, of the decast we ever had, we talked about things they were doing before they raised the prices. And one thing they did was they made it so if you're under the age of 14, you couldn't be in the park unattended because there was a huge problem. I remember growing up at Disneyland, there's a huge problem. People in Orange County, um, they're, they'd just be dropped off after school and be there. Kids would be there all day by themselves, and parents are using it as a babysitting mm-hmm. service, essentially. So they made, they made, made it so you can't be there if you're under 14 and 
not with an adult. Um, they also clamped down on the um, the disability um, people with disabilities coming on, which got a lot of kickback. The issue you had there, though, is you had people taking advantage of it, not people who needed it, but like someone with someone who either pretended to have disability or maybe did and said, hey, they go on Craigslist. Hey, you know, uh, I can get you the front of any lines. You pay me this much money and I'll take you in the group. So they, they, they take, took care of those, those things and still there was, there was crowd issues. Crowd issue after crowd issue after crowd issue. So they raised the price. They raised it again. They raised it again. And they can't get a clamp on the issue. I think the big issue is the park's just not big enough. Right. They've done everything. I mean, gosh, where California Adventure is used to be the parking exactly. lot. I remember parking in like Chippendale parking oh, yeah. lot right there and walking right up the front gate <clears> as a kid. Right. Um, and now they have the, the structures and now you're parking off in the Toy Story parking lot way off. I, I don't... I, and Star Wars is just going to be worse. I, I actually don't know why they put Star Wars Land in Disneyland. think it should have gone over in California Adventure. <laughs> But they're gonna, uh, uh, people every year. This happens every year. This was one of the biggest increases, though. And every year, people are like, "Oh, you don't want us to have fun. You don't want people to have fun with Disneyland." So, yeah, I don't think it's that. Uh, we all love Disney, and I'm, I'm going to pay whatever I have to pay. Uh, I, I do wish annual passes were cheaper. I mean, for the annual pass I used to get, you know, which was like four hundred dollars, and now it costs close to nine hundred dollars. So, uh, but still, it's well worth the money. Absolutely. Um, bottom line is, we're gonna pay it. But this is what, this is my suggestion: what they need to do. Um, I lived in California for two years, and I had an annual pass. I lived in California recently, two years uh, in Northern California, uh, Crescent City, which is basically Oregon. Anyways, but we had an annual pass, and they let you do payments on those ones if you're a California resident. If they take away the option of the payment plan and just make people just lump sum, lump sum it, like we did our first one, we did we lived in we lived in the Brookings side of the border, which is in southern Oregon on the coast on the one hundred and one. Um, you can literally throw a rock at California from there. <laughs> but we we bought a lump sum. The next two years, we did payment plans because we lived in California, which is a lot easier. But I think if you get rid of the payment plan, it'll get rid of a lot of the, the crowd control issues. Um, I know nobody in Southern California wants to hear that. I get it. And if I was living down there or still on the payment plan, I wouldn't want to hear it either. But that's how you're going to – people are just like, no, I can't afford to pay $900 up front for my – each for my whole family. Right. You know, it was pretty manageable for us. We, we paid like I think $600 down and then it ended up being like $70 a month for all four of us. So I don't know. What do you all think? I think, I think that's tough because I – watch a lot of people on YouTube and I watch their, their blogs and stuff like that. And they talk about, and they've all talked about the prices being raised and that they're the past that they all used to get in whenever they want. It's like $1,400. Yeah, now. It's so if, if they're making a, if, if they're going to do a payment plan, it's still a hundred and a little over a hundred dollars a month just to pay for that. So yep. I, I get what you're saying. It would definitely control it, but I still people think, We'll find a way. I mean, People will find, we'll find other credit way. cards. Though. Yeah. They will find a, they'll charge on a credit card, make monthly payments on that to pay yep. it off. I think yeah. that, but I, there's no interest on the payments they have now, which is nice. Chris? I know it's an unpopular opinion, oh. but I used to enjoy the lines <laughs> because it forced you to slow down and pay a little bit more attention to your surroundings. Now, I see both sides of the spectrum because I've done a, a, a weekend trip and I've done a seven-day trip. And on a seven-day, you can definitely take a little bit right. more time uh, depending on, on what park you go to. But the line is a nice place to... 
catch your breath and calm down. It's standing around, and that stinks. But not for an hour and a half. But it prepares you for college. <laughs> standing around. <laughs> so, uh, but you got to kind of have, you got to take the good with the bad. You yeah. have to deal with lines. When a new movie comes out, if it's going to be big now, you have to stand in unless line. You're, unless you're at Cinemark, because you can just get your... Right. your See, I'm, I'm kind of sad that I'm not going to be able to stand in line this year for Star Wars. Well, you still can. You can go see I can go. There's no reason to anymore. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. So, it's, I guess it's all in how you look at it. But again, I haven't been in a decade, so. Right. You need to go, man. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I can't wait to see how big the lines actually are going to be. Yeah. Oh, I, I read something a while back that when Space Mountain opened, and you know where Space Mountain is in the park, they had a line from Space Mountain all the way to the front entrance. Well, that was I was I was uh, at the park the weekend that um, uh, the, 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 the Star Tours reopened mm-hmm. with the multiple different you know um, things that could happen, three different segments that could happen, and uh, Little Mermaid ride opened in California Adventure. Oh, wow, that was in, in. I was there for a week, so it was that weekend. It was the, the weekend that we were there was the latter half, so we got to do plenty of stuff. It, the, the line was all the way to the front, through Tomorrowland, out Tomorrowland, all the way to, like, I want to say to where the bench is um, in, on Main Street, the yeah. porch there. It was to there. And same for um, Ariel. It was all the way up to the front. That was a crazy well, weekend. Guardians of the Galaxy, they had it wound back behind all the buildings, and it still came out down oh, the Main Street. That, that is time. insane. It came out on the harbor, didn't it? Like, it came out everywhere. They had it, like, wound in all these places, then it came back out, and it went down the Main Street. What, was it Buena Vista Street, I think is what it's called? Oh, okay, yeah. Right down the main street, there's a line there. It's absolutely ridiculous. So I'm like, Star Wars land, it's going to be... Sorry, oh. Galaxy's Edge, I'm sorry. It's Star gonna, Wars, Galaxy's Edge. It's going to be... It's going to wrap around that thing down it's in... Just, it's, and it, the bottleneck that's going to cause coming out of out of there into Norland Square and into to Frontier and Fantasyland. I don't know where it all So, so Disney, go. if you want to send us during the... I know I know you guys do this. So you've done it with Cars Land. I was there during Cars Land when you did this. <laughs> if you want to send us there to preview it with all the other influencers who I know you're going to send. I know you're sending Max. I know you're going to send Leo. I know you're going to send Sarah. I know you're going to send Tiv. I know you're going to I know you're going to let um, the, the, the Fresh Bay crew go early. You can let us go, too. So sure. you, you just, you know, you know, you let Brian Hall go. Just let us go. We'll, we'll go. For you. Send us out there. We'll I'd do, find time. Yeah, we would, I, we would take the time <laughs> off work, school, whatever, to preview Star Wars Land for you, Disneyland, please. I know people at Disney Studios listen to this, at least they did until we, well, we went away, but anyways, they'll be back. If you guys know anybody at Disneyland who would love to uh, make that happen, also D23, uh, I want to, uh, I didn't go last time, I was so sad, I need I need to find a way to go this time, uh, yeah, so, anywho, that's been this week's episode of the D-Cast, uh, where can everybody reach you, Chris? On the internet, you can find me on the Facebook page for the Dcast. I have to write down my names for my other two things. His Instagram is Chris Brown five one seven two. Thank yeah. you. What's your Twitter? You have a Twitter now? I do. It's Chris something. Okay. <laughs> it's Chris something. I still haven't figured it Just out. Just don't search Chris Brown. Right. Yeah, we You're gonna find the wrong Chris Brown. Yeah, you don't want to find that Chris Brown. <laughs> John, how people reach you on the interwebs? Um, obviously through the Facebook page. I uh, and the the, the Instagram. Instagram for the decals. I also have my own Instagram and Twitter, which is Sean Disney 55. Mm-hmm. S H A W N Disney 55. 
And you can reach me on all the various social media networks at Andy Hearn. And also, the DCast. You can reach us on all the various social media networks, including Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search the DCast. You will find us. We will have an official website, hopefully up, pointing somewhere next week. Uh, probably the DCast.net is what we're looking at. No one go and steal that. I'll be very upset. <laughs> Why did I do that? Now it's going to be like the DCast.us or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's not there. This is not the net you were looking for. This is not the domain you're looking for. Turn away, turn away. Also, guys, if you have any input about the show, just hit us up on the social media. We love more um, Facebook love. Like us on Facebook. Also, if you can, and I'm just going to ask this, you know, don't feel obligated, but if you can help us out with getting new gear, make this show better, uh, just go search the decast on GoFundMe or go to our Facebook or any of our social medias. The link is there. Check it out. Raise 900 bucks. Get the gear we need, and it could be absolutely amazing. We've raised fifteen dollars. Right, fifteen dollars. So you know, we only have eight hundred and eighty-five more dollars to go to get everything we need. But um, we're going to continue to do this, and once we're able to get the gear, we will get the gear. With that, guys, thank you so much for listening, to Dcast, and we hope you all have a great day. Thank you for listening to episode number two of season three of the Dcast. We're now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast Family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts.